0: Before we begin, I first wanted to thank everyone who has listened to our character introductions thus far. I really appreciate all the support everyone's been giving us, and hope that you guys will continue to listen in and leave comments, let us know things we can improve on, things you like about the show, and pretty much anything. We'd love to hear back from all of our fans, and again, thank you so much for listening to us though. And now, let's continue on to Orenthal proper. I'm Tony, the dungeon master of the campaign, and with me here are the following players.
1: Hi, my name is Adam. I'm going to be playing the level 5 monk wood elf, till dawn.
2: Hi, this is Bethany. I'm playing Saria, who is an ASMR, Order of the Immortal mystic.
3: I'm Rachel. I will be playing Kalima, the cleric domain of the grave.
4: Hey, I'm Nick. I'm playing Tor, the dwarven inquisitive rogue. I'm Chris. I will be playing the human wizard, Daryl Mavis.
0: And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Previously, in Orenthal, each of our player characters were introduced into the world individually and began their journey into the mysterious disappearances that have plagued the low-class districts of the city. Saria began her journey at Zuxaria's Academy of the Arcane, where she was excited for the chance to meet the hero of the Cataclysm, Thoven Arborshade, and impress him with her strange skills. Shortly after this, she learned from Janabellus Aenor that the evocation instructor Noah and Alethra, a woman whose Saria had helped to secure a job at the academy, had gone missing. Trying to find what she could, Saria went to the Nickelgranger Tavern and spoke with the innkeeper, Garrett Brushgather, and learned that there have been a series of people who have acted strangely before disappearing entirely, as well as learned of a dwarf that went missing recently as well. Deciding to check on one of the last people that may have seen Alethra, Saria went to the lone shark half-orc Lash. Lash knew nothing of Alethra's disappearance, but she revealed a symbol to Saria that the young Aesimar had not seen since she left the conclave in which she was raised. Signed to follow Lash, Saria chose to attend a meeting with a man named Vral, who led a group known as the Shadow Wolves. Tor, meanwhile, learned of the disappearances through the innkeeper, Margrid Dunkel, and as he began the search for her barmaid, Olma Stianoga, he came across a creepy old blind woman who pointed him in the direction of Olma's former home, the blind woman giving him the name Bai Agosto. It was there that Tor found a scrap of his old research for which he was exiled from his clan over, and even gave chase to a strange little gnome who eventually introduced himself as Gerbo. Gerbo promised more information to Tor if he came to a meeting with him and the leader of the Shadow Wolves, Vral. Kalima was introduced as she was escorting the ambassador of the wood elves, Antinua, from the capital Meliamne to the Adamantine Palace where she met the entire ruling council, as well as the other diplomats from the other kingdoms. It wasn't long before her abilities as the cleric of the god of death, Kelimvor, were requested by a priest of Lathander that she met there, named Shamar. After blessing the bodies of some individuals who were being prepared to be put to rest, Shemar received word that Kalima's aid was requested elsewhere, and that an old friend of hers, one who was supposed to be dead, was seen just a few days ago. Angry, but intrigued, Kalima decided to attend this meeting as well. Darrell, however, found himself sad that his favorite class of the day was canceled as the evocation instructor Noah was nowhere to be found. He used the time however to study, though that was interrupted, when eventually a sending spell from Noah told the young wizard to head to the Low Hills District. There, Daryl met with his instructor and a young gnome woman who explained that a wizard was requested to help with a somewhat shady organization, that the academy could not be officially seen in any way helping this group. Daryl agreed to do what Noah asked of him, and was escorted by the young gnome Lily to this meeting with Vral. Then finally, Sildan was helping out his little monks when he was called to provide unseen guard to the Queen of Orenthal, Lady Kara, and her children. Sildan even had a small run-in with the little prince Oral, but decided to cut his guard short when a disturbance could be heard coming from the Uncleb Heights district. With approval from the captain of the guard, Captain Marsk, Sildan rushed over but was stopped from interfering in a chase between, who everyone else knows is Tor and Gerbo, by a strange well-groomed man. After playing word games with Sildan for some time, the man introduced himself as Vral, the leader of a group known as the Shadow Wolves and that he was putting a team together to investigate another group that had come into the city, known as the Whispered Ones. Agreeing to help this vrawl in exchange for information on the monk's former master, Sildan was escorted to the meeting as the final member of this team. So, we'll start off with Tor. You follow Gerbo for several minutes as he leads you through the dark, quiet streets of the Ankleb Heights district, eventually arriving at a fairly small, worn-down-looking home. And as he leads you up to it, he goes not towards the front door, but around to the back as he presses against what seems to be a plain wall that sinks inward to reveal a stairway descending beneath. You begin to make your way down, following him into another wooden door. He opens into a dimly lit room with several comfortable chairs actually surrounding a small fireplace that is currently lit and a few torches lining the wall. He gestures towards one of the chairs and tells you, it should only be a few moments. The rest of your new potential allies should be here shortly. And once everyone's together, then we can explain everything.
4: How many are we expecting?
0: Four others. We've been looking into this group For a while, and it seems you've all been affected in some way.
4: Tor cautiously takes a seat, but still tries to keep his bearings around the room. In fact, he might even try to do a perception check. Go ahead. 13.
0: Okay. Looking around the room, there are two doors to this room the one you came through, and another one on the opposite side. The room itself is fairly warm, but rather plain, other than the chairs that seem to surround the fireplace. All the chairs are facing each other, so you get the impression it's kind of set up that way in order to facilitate discussion. But other than that, you don't notice anything in particular.
4: Okay. He'll, he'll sit quietly unless prompted.
0: And Gerbo kind of says, well, I'm going to be in the next room while we wait for the rest of, rest of the party. Just sit tight. It'll only be a moment. And he closes the door that you guys entered from and walks off towards the opposite door, opening it quietly and closing it behind him. It's not long till the door that you came from opens again and you see walking in a large female half-orc wearing stud leather armor, a battle axe strapped to her hip, her dark hair tied tight upon her head, followed closely by an extremely attractive, almost luminous young human woman wearing very simple clothes, no armor. You notice somewhat pale skin, about shoulder length, blonde hair, bright blue eyes, about five and a half feet tall, and a scimitar and a short sword strapped to either side of her. Saria, you enter this dimly lit room, a fireplace going, and see a, a rather small older dwarf, not much taller than f- uh, about four feet, maybe four and a half, and with gray hair had shaved at the sides and back with the hair actually pulled into a bun on top. On him, you do see uh, studded leather armor as well as a crossbow hanging from his side and a quiver of bolts, a small goatee on his face. And you see he's just kind of scanning the place looking around.
2: I'd like to activate my aura sight. That gives me advantage on insight checks.
0: Alrighty. So you enter the room and... Lash just gestures towards one of the chairs and says, Just take a seat here. The rest are coming shortly.
2: Oh, you're not staying?
0: I'm not invited to the meeting. I simply was to bring you here. What a shame. You see a kind of grin one tusk raises slightly as she just stares down at you. Till next time, I suppose, then.
2: Of course. Pleasure doing business with you.
0: She nods and... Exits back out the way that she had come, uh, closing the door behind her.
2: I do not miss her as she goes. (laughs) 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 Can I take a look at my new companion here? You can. It's just myself and the dwarf, right? Currently. What does his expression look like right now? I guess that's a question for Nick.
4: He looks unamused by all of this. Certainly as you're sizing him up, he's probably doing the same.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see if he looks... What he looks like he's trying to get out of his obvious efforts to size me up.
0: Okay. You can roll an inside check. <sighs> uh A total of 20. All right. So Tor, do you want to hide it? What you're doing here, basically?
4: I suppose that would be in line with one of his personality traits.
0: Yeah. Roll a deception check, then.
4: Uh, 15.
0: Okay. She's able to see right through you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes! <laughs>
2: Alright, so I I get a sense that he also is waiting and is not sure what's going on.
0: You get a sense he's not a part of this. He was brought in and he's
4: waiting to find out just the same as you are.
2: So, uh, are you a new recruit?
4: Apparently. Uh, I assume the same for you.
2: I honestly don't know. I haven't really agreed to anything yet besides following a half-orc to a sketchy place, which in retrospect may not have been a good idea, but I didn't have anything else going on.
4: Well, that's a reason, I think. <laughs> I was Like well,
2: you're not used to this sort of situation? Is this not normal for you for a typical evening?
4: I mean, I've I've been in some sketchy places, but this all seems a little bigger than anything I've experienced. Why were you brought here? Does it have something to do with mysterious disappearances?
2: Well, I don't know if I myself have mysteriously disappeared at this point from the perspective of the outside world. It's really hard to say because disappearance is really all in the eye of the beholder, is it not?
4: He's going to roll insight. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) What are you attempting to discern? It seems like she's talking around whether or not she was brought here to investigate disappearances. And he wants to know, hey, was there some disappearance she's also looking into? Okay.
2: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll roll deception. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be great friends. We're both, like, really into knowing what people are doing, and we're both liars.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, 26. Natural 20
2: plus 7.
4: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Dang. Wow. Going All right, so, so
0: Tor. Best use yous- of a
2: natural 20 ever.
0: <laughs> Usually, Tor, you are just so good at reading people, but as you stare, she just confuses you you don't she's giving no signal whatsoever you can't read her
4: oh you and those stats you rolled okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that it, rolling a natural 20 always helps
4: true he'll just kind of raise a brow not really being able to tell what's going on here and just kind of hum once hum yeah like
2: "Mm." (laughs) he muses uh i'm sorry by the way who are you i'm tor last name
4: None None at this point,
2: did you lose it?
4: He'll extend a hand and just shake her hand if she will you know return, and he won't he won't actually answer that question,
2: okay, yeah, she'll shake his hand she's she's kind of just going to roll with this. I didn't out of character. I did not put that pranking dwarves was one of her <laughs> traits, but I feel like it's growing on her <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know. Uh, just just listening to her intro, I got the sense that she might um, mess with people. That that tour might not find her always amusing.
2: What? <laughs> oh, but you know who will <laughs> always find her amusing? She will. Her half orc <laughs> friend. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We go way back. So, uh, sorry would wanna kind of eye his whole equipment and kind of sense for what he can do. Can do you need a check for that or? Or is he, like, holding daggers in his hands? Like, I don't know. what.
0: <laughs> He's actually not. You only notice a crossbow strapped to his back right now, and you notice a quiver of bolts, as well as studded leather, right?
4: I believe so. Yes.
2: And uh, for Sari, you would see she's yeah. actually not wearing any armor at all.
4: Do I see a weapon?
2: Yeah, yeah. She She's pretty upfront about carrying a short sword and a scimitar.
4: Okay. Yep. You see them strapped to either side So
2: of are you some sort of a scout?
4: I've been told I'm I'm good at um, finding so, answers yeah, yeah. to things. So, not a scout.
2: Okay. Uh, so, what do you do? Let's see.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how perceptive you are. So, let. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, huh?
4: He turns to the fire.
0: <laughs> While you guys are talking, you hear the door to the outside creak open sounds of footsteps going down the stairway and as the door opens again you see first a well-groomed human male slicked back uh, black hair really elegant looking studded leather armor two magical looking daggers strapped to either side of him as well as dangling from his hip a hand crossbow with a quiver of bolts and as he enters the room, you see immediately behind him a rather tall, almost six-foot wood elf, bronzeish skin, very athletic build. Uh, you notice very shaggy, shoulder-length black hair, loose-fitting pants, a sleeveless vest, and some very simple bracers on his wrists, as well as a rather elegant-looking short sword strapped to his side. Sildan, as you enter the room, you see... A, an attractive human woman speaking to the back
4: of a uh,
2: dwarf. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna keep talking to him if he has his back turned. I'm not insane.
4: Well, I mean, the, the the way the chairs are facing, I don't imagine his back is turned per se. It's more like, it's more <laughs> like he he's not meeting her gaze anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although he will turn around when he hears a door open to to see who enters.
0: As they walk in, Vral turns to Saldana and says. Please, just sit for a moment as we wait for the rest of your group to arrive, and we'll discuss things once you're all together.
1: How many others are we waiting for?
0: He looks back to the room for a moment. Just two more.
1: All right, and then I'll go walk in, walk further into the room. Greetings. Can
2: Saria see Vral?
0: You can see the human male, yeah.
2: Does he look like he's in charge?
0: Make an insight check.
2: Because I know it's not the dwarf. Okay. A uh, plus six. I love you, Nick. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, did you, did you
4: sense my raised eyebrow?
2: <laughs> uh, 23 total for my inside check. 23? Yeah.
1: While she's doing that, can I inside check her? Go ahead. All right.
2: <laughs> Tony's going to be like, oh, this is the ooh, No day. way.
1: Did you roll a natural 20? I rolled a natural 20 with a different metal die.
2: Oh,
0: so this that's this total might be of the die 26. You, you...
4: Wow. You're gonna run out of 20s.
2: I mean, I'm not doing anything deceptive right now, so I'm not I'm not going to roll against. Okay.
0: So I'll go for your roll first Sariyah. So, looking at him, there's an air of confidence about him that you just you assume that he is at least a figure who has authority.
2: Uh, can I catch his attention?
0: You see he's kind of just, like, looking around the room. His eyes never seem to stop on any one place. So you okay. can easily get his focus. Before you do that, Sildan, you kind of are looking at Saria, and you get the impression that she's here under similar circumstances to you. Something about these disappearances seems like she was came here for that reason.
2: I okay. thought you were going to say that I look really comfy. But, okay. I give it all away. <laughs>
1: She doesn't look out of place. What does she look at? What does she look like kind of body posture, kind of getting a read of the type of personality she might have? Confident. Okay.
0: Maybe uh what was your role? Uh
1: natural twenty. So twenty. That's what I thought.
0: You would guess even a little cocky. Okay. <laughs> no,
2: confident. Never. Let's leave it at that. How All are right, you so uh, obnoxious. So, <laughs> it, uh, oh. I love you. <laughs> the O word so soon. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm I'm gonna. Sorry, I would try to catch Vral's attention. Be like, uh, "Hello there, man who appears to be in charge."
0: He turns to look at you, he's like, "Yes, Saria."
2: So apparently, you have the pleasure of knowing my name, but I don't know yours. That's right. I'd love to know.
0: Would you be Vrawl? He turns to you. What would make you say that, Tor?
4: Gearbo mentioned that we were meeting someone named Vrawl. It seems logical that that would be you.
0: Yes, I am Vrawl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, while, while this
1: exchange is going on uh, Soldan would probably just be kind of rolling his eyes a little bit be like okay of course he's going to act like this to the other people
0: you actually even almost sent, get a sense of like a purr come from him as he says yeah. his name
2: I'll say hello Vral." <laughs> is that how your name should be pronounced at all times
0: why not but we're waiting for the rest of your group so until then if you'll excuse me
2: or we don't have anything to do in the meantime?
0: You can talk to each other. I have some cards if you'd like.
2: The dwarf doesn't like me, so...
1: <laughs>
4: the dwarf doesn't well, like a lot of people. Swimmingly so far. So at this point, he turns to the, the other person who entered with Rawl and just says, Hello. Hello. Where are, I... are you from? Very far away.
2: Yeah, that's he's from. Specific. He's from
0: beyond the <laughs> Nephany.
2: Oh,
1: I come from a land from beyond the Rugram Woods, if any of you have ever heard of that.
2: Have I heard of that, Tony, out of character?
0: Ooh, go ahead and uh, roll an intelligence check, just because you were kind of uh, cooped up for many, many, many years.
2: Not a history check?
0: Yeah, a history check.
4: <laughs> and I'll roll a check, too, to see if I recognize this. Thirteen. History as well?
0: Yeah. So just to mention briefly, we actually lost Nick for a while immediately following this roll. So when Nick comes up to speak again for the remainder of this recording, as well as even into the next episode. He's actually using his phone, uh, so we do apologize for any of the uh, auditory issues that come up from that. In the meantime, though, we decided to jump over to see what Daryl and Kalima were doing with their own escorts on the way to this meeting, as they were both in the Low Hills District when we last left off with them. So, Daryl, as you're walking through, Lily is just leading the way, so... Yeah, so, um, yeah, Vral is actually kind of good. You got to be careful around Vral, and, and, uh, but Gerbo's great. Gerbo is great, and you just really need to follow him, so listen to him. You can trust him. He's fine. He'll tell you whatever you need to know. Um, he's a little quiet sometimes, and, oh, and remember, don't talk about the Garrison. Um, he doesn't like that.
4: Okay. What what does <laughs> Vral look like?
0: Um, He looks human. I think he's human. Gerbo is sketchy on that
4: sketchy as in may not be human
0: maybe maybe i don't know i've only met him once um and he looked human Uh but he's very sneaky and he's really sturdy i don't that's that's all i know
4: i see how far are yeah. we from getting to where we're going um
0: not far now it should only be just another minute or two uh we're we're getting into the uncle of heights now and at this, you do see you're you're beginning to cross uh, the main road that separates the two districts, and passing into a slightly less torn down area of the city—not by much, though—but into the Onkelb Heights. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Oh, hold on. And she looks around for a minute. This way, and then she points down a side road, starting to proceed ahead. She's uh, for claiming to be someone so stealthy, she's extremely talkative. The whole way through, she just does not stop. Uh, Occasionally, she talks about a couple of different times she's tried to sneak up on people, and occasionally she gets, you know, is given away. Other times, she's she's able to, to get in and get out, able to spy on people. That's what she does. She spies on people. I see. Yeah, and I, I help Gerbo, and it's great, and it's a lot of fun, and I get to go to interesting places sometimes. Um, not as much recently, just because of the city the way it is, so they like to keep us here and just watch for the little problems inside the city, but right here, it's great. Well, what about you? I talk a lot. I know I talk a lot, and I try not to so much, and I do try to let other people talk, um, but that's not always the case, because I usually just, like, not pay attention a lot, but you train as a
4: wizard, and what else do you do? Uh, that takes up most of my time really i i spend a lot of time studying the library uh protecting the library from outside threats um did i mention i I really like the library Uh (laughs) 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 uh-huh
0: i just picture glazed over Uh (laughs) uh-huh um yeah well we're almost there It, it should only be another minute okay So from this, we're going to jump over to Kalima and Shamar. You are proceeding along through the low hills. It is very quiet. Shamar himself has actually also been really quiet ever since your uh, conversation ended, where you seemed particularly upset that you felt like you were being manipulated to come to this meeting.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I probably wouldn't really be talking, mostly just be watching around us, keeping an eye out for any you know, shady figures or, you know, anything that might harass us. But otherwise, just following along quietly.
0: Shamar seems to be focused on the path ahead. He's going around different buildings. He does look around every so often, but he does seem particularly focused in following the path that uh, he's leading you towards. Shamar eventually does look back at you. So, they're not bad people. I know it seems like they're trying to manipulate you, but... He at least does want this problem solved. And I guess he thinks that you can be a big help in it.
3: And she's going to pause and just take like a deep breath. And be like, I understand that they're trying to do good, but perhaps using somebody's history isn't a way to go about that or the best way. It's unnerving that somebody would know things like that and try to use that to get me to work with them. It's better just to ask.
0: Oh, Apparently Vral's not the type to just ask. He tends to have contingencies. Sorry.
3: So she's going to give him like this, it's like a mixed look of like, already she has a bad taste in her mouth about this Vral person, but also she understands that like, you know, Shamar isn't Vral. You know, like, I understand you're helping him. I already don't like this guy, whoever he is, (laughs) but I'll follow you. And then she's going to kind of like motion with her hand, like, okay, continue. By the way, are we already in, like, the, the surrounding area, I know, is, like, the Lower Hills and then the ankle Heights, and they're not, like, the best areas, but does it get, pro- like, progressively worse, or...
0: So, the farther s- south that you look, you notice the most damage to the city. It seems like, uh, particularly, the, the, the forces came from that end of the city when they initially attacked. This is why these aspects of the city were so badly damaged. The area you're in is still heavily damaged. It's still... Kind of in the process of being repaired, but between the low hills and the onclub heights, the low hills is absolutely the worst damage. It's it's the poorest area of the city. Onclub heights is still very poor, but they have a smaller degree of of protection and safety there comparatively. Okay. So, yeah, as you do travel, you you do eventually find your way out of the low hills and into onclub heights and begin to make your way towards the meeting ground. So, jumping back quickly to, uh, Saria and Tor and their history rolls.
4: Well, I'm pulling my character sheet back up, but on the die it was a 4, so I'm guessing I'm not gonna know a lot.
2: Nope. Mine was a total of a 13.
4: Mine was probably like a okay. 12, I think.
0: Okay. Between the two of you, you do know the Rigorm Woods is a, a massive forested area far to the west of, uh, Nabrasil.
1: Uh, if- if neither of you ever heard of that... It it's is in uh, the land far of to the west of
2: Nabrasil, I believe.
1: Ah, yes. That was very precise. Uh, <laughs> it's in the land of Essencia, But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i not from around here.
2: What brought you here besides, obviously, Vral?
1: My parents were traveling artists.
2: Um, so. so, I guess I don't see any weapons on him. What is he wearing? Uh, you do.
0: You do see a short sword on him.
2: Oh, okay, just a short sword. Um,
0: it actually is really
1: intricate looking. I have it strapped along the, the, the lower back side. While you're all talking, you do
0: see Vral slowly make his way to the opposite door and begin to leave the room.
1: I guess we'll... Tor's eyes just
4: kind of follow him as he leaves. Uh, he, he had figured he would probably go and commiserate with uh, Girbo or something. So.
1: And then I'll, I'll say to him, so uh, I guess we will speak later about Beryl?
4: Yes,
0: that way we can explain everything when everyone's here.
2: Is Beryl right. a person, or are you looking for a barrel?
1: <laughs> barrel was my master.
2: Is that where you got the sword?
1: Yes, in a way. Beryl is of... dead.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Was it in okay. the war? Yes. A lot of us lost people in the war.
1: Yeah, it was not something I want to speak about right now.
2: I mean, I don't know when you would want to speak about it. It's not the happiest subject. This is true. But your, your parents, you didn't lose them.
1: No, they're alive.
2: Oh, that's good news. How about you, Tor?
1: So your name is Tor?
2: His name is Tor. No last name. Or at least he forgot it. Or he lost it? I'm not sure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You talk a lot. My family passed away naturally a long time ago. It was just my parents.
2: Uh, question for the DM. Can I tell how old he is? Tor? I don't know how I make a dwarf age check. (laughs)
4: Length of the beard.
1: <laughs> you just cut off his leg and it's count like the rings. rings in a tree. The length of the dwarf here. <laughs> I'd say that's just a straight
0: intelligence check. Okay.
3: Her worst skill.
2: <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Man. Well, I rolled a nineteen. Yay!
4: <laughs> He's not hiding his age or anything. He's... It's a
2: twenty total of twenty-four then.
4: He doesn't okay. like wear um, concealer or anything.
2: <laughs> you know those vain dwarves.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tor, if I remember correctly, you're about two hundred and eighty.
4: Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that range. Okay, you get a good sense he's in his late 200s.
2: Okay, so he's he's definitely uh, a little bit older than me.
0: Just a, a little.
2: <laughs> okay. Give or take two. <laughs> okay, so I suppose your family's been gone for a while, given your, yeah. I don't want to say advanced Age. years. Oh, have you been at Orenthal all that time since then?
4: So, as a player, I still get this kind of confused. I think that he came to Orenthal after the Cataclysm, but not long after.
0: It's only been a year since the Cataclysm, so you would have come during the actual time of the war, but not- you were here during the Battle of Orenthal.
4: Okay. I've been here for a few years.
2: Ah. I've been here a couple years myself. I'm surprised our paths haven't crossed.
4: Do you spend a lot of time in the out-of-character Iron Fist district, right? Yes. In the Iron Fist district.
2: I actually get around quite a bit in the city, you know, doing jobs here and there, helping out people who need someone to talk their way through something for them. Problem solving.
0: Sildan, roll an intelligence check for me real quick.
1: Okay. My best skill.
2: <laughs> Those
0: smart oh, monks. <laughs>
1: 19.
2: Oh. Ah. All right, so you,
0: you recognize Tor. You've seen him come and get work from
1: Captain Marsk on occasion. Actually, I think I, I think I recognize your face. Uh, speaking to, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing my face towards Tor. So. <laughs> you pointing your face. Where from? <laughs> uh, you do work for Captain Marsh?
4: Yes, uh, some. Actually, I think she had something to do with me ending up here. Ah, uh, the interesting.
2: Captain Huss, you guys do work for the city.
1: I, I work for the city guard, sort of freelancely.
2: Oh, very law-abiding folks then, huh?
1: In general. As much as any other person?
2: Right. Yes, as any other.
0: <laughs> While you're all speaking, you hear faintly outside a light feminine voice right before the door opens. And you hear, yeah, so, oh, I should probably be quiet now.
1: Okay. And you hear I'll say, light footsteps coming We can coming hear down you. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of walk over to Tor and kind of like lean down for a second and be like, do normal people talk as much as she does? He shakes his head.
2: Do you, can I hear that?
1: I'm not I'm not hiding it. <laughs>
2: You're not trying I'm to not hide it. I'm not
1: hiding it, so.
2: Hey, some of us don't want to be normal people.
0: As the door opens, you see a small female gnome wearing simple stud leather armor, just a plain dagger, and her light brown hair pulled up into a tight bun. Followed closely by a young human male, uh, about six feet tall, wearing some very simple robes. Has light blue eyes, somewhat messy, uh, unkempt light brown hair, and rather pasty skin, as if he doesn't tend to go outside a lot. Daryl, you walk in to see a dwarf, a wood elf, and that strange human woman that hangs around (laughs) at the academy.
4: Sounds like the setup for a bad joke. <laughs> yep. I was thinking
2: it too. Hey, I am not the punchline. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> In that joke, we're all the punchline.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's true.
4: Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm looking for Vrawl. Oh, you just he missed just
2: left.
0: Oh, the the little gnome pipes Oh, he's probably just waiting. Um, yeah, he he'll be here once. Um, one, two, three, four. When the last one shows up, she should be
1: here shortly. Evidently, we're get, we're supposed to get to know each other first, before we get spoken to. No, you're just supposed to all be here. Well, either way. You're not all here yet.
2: But we're getting we're getting to know each other so well.
1: Yeah. It's going quite yeah. swimmingly. Are you I'm, staying, I'm Lily.
2: little one? Lily.
0: Uh, yes. Yes. I'll stay. I'm going to hang around. I'm sure it's okay. I'm Lily. Um, You're Saria?
2: Saria, yes.
0: Yeah, and she points over to Sildan. Silden. Sildan. Sildan, okay. And Tor, right? Hi.
1: I'll lean down to Tor again. I retract my previous question. (laughs) (laughs) Still valid.
0: So, yeah, I was telling telling Daryl that um, I work for the Garrickson, and um, that's kind of why we got you all here, um, because he thinks you can help. And, well, we should have another member of the Garrickson showing up, Shamar. He'll be here soon. He's okay, bringing wait, wait, wait. The last wait. One.
2: Interrupting, interrupting. First question. Garrickson?
4: I thought you weren't supposed to tell them about the Garrickson.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> um, okay. Don't say that name. He doesn't like it. Gerbo doesn't like it.
2: What does it mean?
0: Well, it's his name's Gerbo Garrick.
4: It's a bad pun. Oh. Wait, he gave Unfer- me his real first Why not?
2: Did you not give us a real first name,
4: Tor? Unless that's not his real name. I did, just, okay. Huh. Question.
1: What is a pun?
4: (laughs) 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 The lowest form of humor. Oh, it's it's like a joke. Only worse.
2: No, it was,
4: it's funny. I like it. To some people, it's funny. No, no, objectively,
2: it is funny. I believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that that, that must be it.
4: I'd like to make an insight check to see if she's completely serious about this or if she's just <laughs> trying to mess with everyone. In the, in the <laughs> ahead.
2: Me or Lily?
4: You. All right, old Go obsession. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I rolled a natural one. So two, oh. two total. Total of 20. <laughs> she seems dead serious. Oh.
2: So, wait, who did you say was coming? Shamar?
0: Shamar, yeah. He's part of the Garrison, and he's bringing um, the last.
2: <laughs>
0: he's part of the group that I am with. There we go. That'll work. Yes.
2: Yeah, that sounds very natural and convincing. Like,
0: puns. I Roll a deception check. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, a total of 19.
0: Oh, man. I know, right? Okay, good. I'm glad, because I wasn't sure if it was super convincing. <laughs> um...
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we're expecting one more person.
0: Kalima, you hear as you're approaching a particular kind of decrepit looking house, just the sound of a light female uh, gnome's voice. And you see Shamar kind of put a hand to his face for a moment.
3: So I'll kind of like, because I'm behind him. So kind of like reach out and tap and be like, is uh, that who we're going to meet?
0: Uh, That's that's Lily.
3: Is that who I'll be working with?
0: No, no, no. She's just bringing one of the others. Uh, Come on. Okay. Let's make sure she actually closed it. And she didn't close the door behind her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you round the corner and you're able to see down a stairway, a human male dressed in simple robes and a, uh, a female gnome talking to a, a couple individuals in a room. Awesome. <laughs> so you begin to proceed downwards. Everyone else, you do see kind of a plain looking human male with short cropped brown hair. Dirty clothing, followed closely by an older-looking half-elf woman wearing stud leather armor. Uh, You see a mace at her side, a crossbow on her back, and carrying a rather elegant-looking staff. Very plain physical appearance overall. She is a little over five and a half feet tall. Thin, rather muscular, with brown eyes, tan skin, and uh, her blonde hair pulled back tight. And just the very essence about her makes her seem almost military, kind of in stance and appearance. Walk into the room.
1: And another one joins us.
2: Ooh, I hope it's a healer.
0: Lily looks and is like, ooh, this is the last one. Okay. She walks up to you, Kalima, at this point and says, hi, I'm Lily.
3: Uh, pleasure to meet you, Kalima. And she's going to hold out a hand towards her, I guess. I'm a, I imagine Lily's holding out a hand.
1: Yep. Because...
3: <laughs> gnomes they're friendly and all she'll just hold out kalima
0: you see Shamar had kind of closed the door behind you as you initially walked in you see him give lily a look a tired look
2: (laughs) (laughs) so uh tony i'd like to use an ability yes uh i'm gonna use read moods okay so as a bonus action i can learn one word summary of the emotional states of six creatures i can see
0: <laughs> How fortunate there are six creatures in the room.
2: I wasn't <laughs> counting or anything.
0: Okay. So I assume each
2: person gets to give their one
1: word. Yep. <laughs> A <summary>. one word <laughs>
0: state of what your character is currently feeling. So we'll start with Sildan.
1: Slightly amused.
2: That's two words.
0: <laughs> I don't care.
2: It doesn't we'll say it doesn't translate from your original language, but it should be one word. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
4: amused, but the um, inflection of it is like amused exasperated, Daryl, inquisitive, and Kalima,
0: annoyed, Lily looks excited, (laughs) Shamara looks tired.
2: Okay, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, Saria is just kind of eyeing everyone and sort of nodding a bit.
1: (laughs) Do I make note of this? Yeah, you you easily
0: notice this. She's not seeming to hide it.
2: Yeah, she looks a little smug, too. Just a little. Just, oh. just a little
0: spug. Shortly after this, you hear the door open on the other side of the room, and Vral and Gerbo uh, walk in. Excellent. You're all here. Well, I suppose we should get started. If you'd all please take a seat.
4: I will take a seat. Yes, I will also yeah, take, a take a seat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can i Can I do that like cheesy thing people do where they spin the chair around backwards? I actually and, pictured like, her doing that. Lean over the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what she's going to do. Kind of lean over the back of the chair.
0: Sure, you have a high enough deck, so that's no problem for you.
3: All right, I think Kalima would
2: just kind of glance a side-eye at Shamar
3: before, like, taking a seat with just, like, a, like, sigh and, like, almost frustrated look, like, ugh, this stuff.
2: Can I uh, lean over to Kalima? Yeah. Okay, I'll be like, don't worry, we'll probably all be dead soon.
3: Just (laughs) just side-eye at you, like, (laughs) okay, not my new best friend.
0: Vral clasps his hands together as he looks around the room, looking at each of you in turn, before saying, well, I suppose we should get started then. This is where we're going to end the episode for today, as our players have finally met together, where they will begin their meeting with Vral, Humblefire, and Gerbo Garrick. I want to thank you all for joining us for our very first episode of the Orenthal campaign proper, and want to let you know to please follow us on twitter at rules as written and you can also find us on podbean itunes and google play and we will see you all next time in orenthal bye